0: Yo guys, what's up? We are back. It is the Word Alive. This is Telly.
1: And it's Zach. This is Matt. Tony.
0: And this is the TWA Family Hour podcast. Um, We are in the middle of our album podcast series where we're breaking down each of our releases. We started with Empire, moved on to Deceiver, Life Cycle's Real, and today it is our fourth child's day. Uh, Dark Matter, one of our favorite records, one of, uh, I think, all of your collective favorite records. Um, It is our highest streamed album uh, to date. It is one of our highest selling albums, and it's one that we're still very, very, very proud of. We have some staples, obviously, from that record, Um, none bigger than our song Trapped. And uh, so we're gonna break down some of the studio process, the writing process, and everyone's thoughts. Looking back now, it's been uh, four years since it came out, four and a half years. And it's been really
2: yeah. I was trying oh, to think, think about yeah. it oh, wait, came out and four and years half, ago. Three and a half. No, it wasn't violent noise for twenty sixteen. No, no, no. March twenty sixteen. No, 2000. Oh, thousand Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah March, yeah, March twenty sixteen, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Sixteen. I know we were recording that uh, we recorded that
0: March 13th, blown. 2016. This one came out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I you're right cuz it I was, know it these was before my birthday. It was and I I remember it was like before my birthday. No, it's March. It was March 20th, I think. Okay, that makes
0: fourth. sense. 16,
3: 18 It
1: was May the 4th. It May was. the 4th be with you. It was yeah. May 4th. Yeah. Um dark matter was one of those records though. Um looking back that I think for, like, the band, you know what I mean? For the word alive, I think this is when we really came into, like, um, you know, because we, I remember we rolled into the record, and, like, there was, you know, uh, coming coming off of real, um, you know, there was so many things I think we wanted to fix, and there were so many goals we had, and this was the first time we brought it up in the real podcast, but this was the first time we ever had the conversation of, okay, guys, we need to make an album that's going to, like, not save us, but we need to make... The al- you know what I mean we need to make one of these albums that's gonna like bring us to
0: I mean honestly if you said that I would I would agree it's like, pretty I-, much I think that record was, did save yeah. our band I think it saved us like collectively of believing in the band I think it like reignited um our love for the band and um, it was the first time where we came back to a more like collaborative you know state yeah. of mind where it was just more about the songs and not individual whether it was abilities or preference um on certain things. It was just like what does a song need, and I think a huge part of that was going with Matt Good, yeah, um which is so funny because when we were talking about people you know to potentially produce, and you would talk to Matt Good, Zach, and he was down, and it was kind of. Uh, this was a give, chance. We gave him a
1: shot because this is before he did any anything with asking or anything with Memphis or you know Attila or anything the funny, like that. The
2: funny thing, a little backstory on that: we were originally supposed to record Dark Matter with John Fellman.
1: That's right.
2: Remember? That's oh, right. Oh
1: yeah, yes, we,
2: we were. were. And he originally, uh, well, he
0: didn't cancel. He yeah, needed he, to do it in two different sections. Yeah. Like, what do like three weeks? here and then like four weeks like yeah. months later yeah. and we based off our schedule and touring it and everything we were like we, we, can't, we can't do, can do that yeah. I for i completely yeah. forgot Remember about that, that? yeah but it's so funny go back to the last episode and then you're hearing this probably for the first time yeah Matt, and you're like so, wait a minute so you guys wanted to go back
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah well the, i think we'll we just saw how successful you know mm-hmm. going back to real how successful lighthouse like, and the runaway you know was doing for our band and, but we were like you know i think if we went back there we
1: wanted more than 2 days if we yeah but but, or I, five days, but yeah. I,
2: we were thinking like if we went back there and told him like hey so we want to stick to this kind of vibe more darker not so poppy but see what he can do because he's done dark yeah. stuff like the use and stuff like the that the drugs record that we yeah, all yeah. loved yeah, yeah it exactly was so sick yeah. so we were like yeah, let's just fucking go for it. The dude knows what he's doing, obviously. Yeah. And it would be cool to have like another you know. I totally
0: forgot about that. Yeah, we were like what if we did those songs and a couple days with not really a vision and a mindset, yeah. what could we do if we were all on the same now. page? I do I do remember that now. Yeah. I need to like check back some emails and read yeah. like some of those threads and see like what our our mindset was like at that time. It yeah. would be interesting. Dude, to, I wonder to see what
3: type of trajectory
1: how Who knows that would
3: have changed. Who knows? Like I don't know. You'd we would know. not
0: have written Trapped. We no, would not exactly. have written Dreamer. We would not Dark have Matter. written Dark Matter uh like grunge probably yeah honestly Old probably Foxy. the majority the you wouldn't of the have record, wrote any of those songs.
1: I, yeah, the whole album would have sounded different. I think it would have obviously still the, been The breakdown in
3: Trapped yeah. would still have never arisen mm-hmm. on planet Earth yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And that was there was some so Matt, so being in the studio with Matt Good, there was some of, like, like looking back in, like, studio moments of all of the albums. There were some of my favorite moments from the Dark Matter process. Um, just the whole, like, vibe of, like, you know what I mean? Like, writing a song, like, you know, I think uh, with Matt and with, like, with you guys. And, like, um, the whole thing just, like, happened. Like, it was kind of lightning in a bottle. There were some moments, I feel like, that were just, like... Unexplainable, where, like, you know, whether it was Luke or whether it was Daniel uh, or, you know, Telly, Tony, or me, or, you know, whoever it was, like, I feel like had, like, a really great. You know, moment in the studio for that album.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think everyone really shined on that album, and it was really cool in the beginning stages too because like we were Matt Goods, like I feel like one of his first bands to yeah. record. Like, I guess that's like on first. A label. That wasn't from first. Did, yeah. Yeah. Did Maya yeah. record
3: Sine with him yeah. first?
2: No, 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 no. So like we were the first, and I remember like we went to the studio where his studio was at, and there was like. His studio, we had like the B room and then that little C room that I yeah. went into. Yeah. Yeah. And like you and Daniel were like working on some stuff. And then I was in the other room working on some stuff. And then we'd all working together. Then we'd go into Matt's studio. Like we were all just trying to pump out as much shit. We
1: scrapped shit. a lot of songs. I, well,
0: I remember specifically one time where we thought we had the majority of the record. And I believe it was Tony came in and was just like, there's just songs I don't like, and there's songs that, like, I feel like we can top. And we didn't have, like, a ton of time at this point. And Matt, I remember, was, like, getting frustrated because he was kind of like, you guys need to figure this out. He was the first producer that was, like, strongly opinionated with us as far as, like, how was, like, we were as a band. He was, like, another for yeah. sure. And he would be, like, he would just be like, what are you trying to do right now? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what's the goal... Um, you know, we can do anything we need to do. We can make happen, but like you guys need to be, you need to know what you want to do. You need to be on the same page. And I think you did a great job, um, of truly producing the record. Mm -hmm, Like I would say everyone else, except for Andrew Wade, I would say probably with Deceiver, like was the second closest at that time. Um, he had produced several songs and made them better, but for the most part, our songs were kind of like what they were. They just sounded better. Mm -hmm. So it was like they were engineered mostly with slight producing. Dark Matter was the first album where we let someone in and be like, I think this sounds better. I think you can do this. Um, Who was like writing riffs and parts and for um, both melodies, lyrics, um, guitar parts, whatever. He was just like, I'm hearing this and he could show us and be like, I would do like this and um so that was the first time that that had ever happened and we i think it was the first time that we realized like maybe we don't have it all figured out and we need someone to kind of wrangle us all in yeah
2: i i think that moment like when we recorded dark matter was when we like snapped out of it yeah i feel like it led all those albums like led to that album for us to be like all right because we weren't super stoked on real. Like there's some, a lot of songs we like, but it, like you said, it's just so all over the place. Yeah. And I think that's what happened is like, we had a bunch of songs and I felt like it was turning into that again. I'm like, they it don't sound. Co- yeah. Here. It's all happened again. It doesn't sound cohesive. And I was just like, we need to fucking stick a vibe that we all like. And we were like, what do we all like? We like dark shit. We like emotional. We, we like it to be, you know, just you get those feelings and like, but still have that fun and energy in there. And, I feel like Matt did such a good job with like honing that in for us. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that album was like our stepping stone for us to be like, all right, we know like what the word alive is about, what the word alive should sound like. We found like our identity, I feel like, and it took us a long time too, but it was crucial. It was
0: the first time where I liked how my voice sounded for the majority of a record. Um, Like, cause I didn't really like how my voice sounded on real life cycles is my least favorite way my voice sounded probably. And then deceiver and empire were so a product of their time that all the vocal stacks and layers, it's like, no one sounds, that's never how I sounded. Mm -hmm. It was just when you put eight screams, you know and it's me and Zach and all these, I'm like my voice didn't have an identity yeah, and yeah. I'm like and I can't replicate that live yeah. so I'm like so I feel like this it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. you know um and then I told Matt specifically like f- towards the very beginning I'm like I want to like have my voice whatever that is mm-hmm. like I want that to shine and be able to come through in a way that it just never has before and i think he did a great job of allowing me to like find my
1: voice absolutely
0: and um
1: this was the first record i can say vocally that every song i was like i felt you know what i mean and i loved like and that's not to say that there were songs really ever that like there were vocals but there were songs like i didn't understand or i didn't like get you know what i mean but like like how like everything came together, and like you know what I mean, what even dark matter like means like you know to me personally is a uh, you know what I mean like it's just like like I feel like this is like if I were you know thirty years, forty years from now, like to to think back on the word alive, like I'll remember when we you know what I mean like stu like studio time and like with dark matter and stuff like that, so like I feel like this is when we found like our real identity yeah. moving forward, you know what I mean, and like where we all like started like. You know what I mean? Like being a unit instead of like, you know what I mean? Uh, this song is for this and mm-hmm. this song is for that. Like, yeah, well, because oh, Go ahead.
2: I was going to say I feel like Dark Matter was... You can just see the progression from your voice from Deceiver to Dark Matter. And it oh, was yeah. like a whole new game. It was, game. Like a, a, new, it was yeah. a whole new game. And it was like a whole new thing. And like you still like had your root. You sucked to some of your roots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like you got really creative and start experimenting stuff with your voice that you've never done before yeah which pushed you to be an even better yeah. you know a better singer yeah and you know find your identity like you're saying too and it was such a cool experience like I, you know what's funny when i think when i go back to think about dark matter is that it kind of remind me a little bit of deceiver recording of like recording deceiver mm-hmm. And the way of being experimental yeah. and having yeah. like free reign and like trying anything and just like switching shit up. It was like, it made me, I think that's why I was super excited too. Cause I was like, dude, this is fun. Like we're just recording, we're running shit. We're changing the keys of the song, you know, the key of the song. That was the first, the first time, time yeah. we
0: ever did that. We did that. Where yeah. I would be like, "It's too high. This or, is too high for me, yeah. or this is not fast enough, mm-hmm. or whatever thing is, or this is too fast and it doesn't." We change sense it on the spot, We started yeah. trying
2: to cater more instead of being like, "All right, well, this part's fucking cool. This guitar part, or this drum part, super fast, and blah blah blah." But it doesn't mesh well with everything. And this time around, we were like, "Yeah, we need to fucking make sure that." Everything is there, not just one section of the, one part of the song.
0: We probably threw away like fifty or a hundred ideas yeah, that I
1: swear dude, so many that on their so own many. were cool. Were yeah. cool, yeah.
0: Like whether it was a riff or whatever thing. But we
1: were writing machines. Like, do you guys remember like when we were like <laughs> like some of the nights and stuff like like how many hours we actually? Because this was the first time I think we could we really had full reign of the studio twenty four seven. Yeah. There was, we could have either Ryan or Matt there. If Matt had to go, Ryan would stay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like Ryan was there. If the poor guy.
3: The goat, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: the goat. Yeah, Shout yeah. out yeah. to Ryan we, Damonson we
0: well. We to, to touch Ryan on Damson. a couple of people helped, who are yeah. part of that record. One is Ryan Damonson, who engineered Dark Matter, engineered Violent Noise uh, as well. Um, and, helped co write a song, right? Helped co write he a couple helped, of songs. Helped co write I Fucked Up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've from, time uh, to uh, yeah. On. Yeah. Uh, it, and oh, my yeah, enemy and my yeah. enemy yeah mm-hmm. um, off violent noise but on dark matter I think it was like just he was such a so patient. good at letting <laughs> us do like whatever we wanted <sighs> like if Zach in particular was like can I come in at and record <laughs> until like <laughs> yeah. 3, 5 whatever yeah. in the morning uh, yeah. night owls he would literally do it and then he would yeah, be back sure. at the studio at like 10 or 11 or even
2: sleep at the studio <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Sleep there. yeah.
0: He was a maniac. Yeah. So I mean, that record, like, just had everyone working really hard, and um, you know, it with uh, with Luke. You know, his that was his last record, obviously with the word alive, not his last recording um, process, but um, his last full record and. I think like even for him, like he took a lot took from real seriously. and was Absolutely. like was like you know what like I need to like play more to the vocals and what's happening in the song and not only like what mm-hmm. the drums are doing. And I thought a lot compared to real. I thought most of the drums on Dark Matter are really cool. Dude, and tasteful. I agree. I will definitely great times.
3: Yeah. He picked great times to like really pop out. Like yeah, um, because Luke is just such a creative drummer like just even like the chorus and trapped like the Mm hi-hat splashing and stuff like that but like he really when it was time to pop he would go off like Mm -hmm. um sell out sell out. out, out. the end of sell well actually the entire song yeah but it's like that's a fast aggressive song aggressive song but it doesn't feel like it 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 doesn't like take away from Mm -hmm. anything
2: it's like there and you're like if you don't pay attention to it you feel like it's normal then you really like Listen to listen, the drums yeah, and like the soul that the out. World, You're like, holy world. shit, this That's is That's hard crazy. to play. It's crazy. But then yeah. he
0: has, you know, like for for to his credit, like Dreamer. Is, it's yeah. like literally, I I wouldn't change a note. Yeah, like, it's exactly what the song needed, and he spiced up so many parts yeah.
2: that literally changed the song. Yeah, the, like the, the double times, lot. the yeah. fill into the double that time and Dreamer. Yeah,
0: it originally was the whole t- thing was halftime, like there, and he like did that, and I was like. Yes. this took it from like a feeling like an interlude to a song and it made me I'm like I had already sang before and I had to like relearn because I'm like the timing of it it's so like hidden like that it's where he comes in on that I was like this is this is what it means to be tasteful because this is actually way harder like some of the stuff is way harder than it sounds but it's not taken away from the Mm -hmm. song Yeah, and uh so I think to to Luke's credit he did a great job. Daniel was a massive part of yeah, several songs in particular. Um uh Trapped, Trapped, Trapped Um was I think he started that song. Yeah, because him and me Matt, and Tony Matt and Daniel were gone. Yeah. We were in LA working on writing face to face. That's right. Um and I remember we were working on face to face with Scott Stevens, mm-hmm. the ninja, my boy. Um <laughs> and we got an email and we listened to the car like some stuff that they were working on and they sent us the like demo idea, the beginning of trapped. And I remember us both being just like, fuck, this is so good. Yeah. And Matt good was singing on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Matt sounds fucking sick. It's (laughs)
2: all like fucking Chino dude. from Deptones. It was like,
0: damn, this is really cool. So like that song, I was just like, from the moment I heard even a small portion of the song, um, I think it was the intro through the first chorus. Um, That's what it was. I was like, I, remember. I was like, this song is gonna be a banger. This I so- remember the being song. In the I knew it yeah. was gonna be good.
1: I remember being in the studio with Daniel and Matt, and uh, man, watching them work together. Because like I was, I was there just sitting. I was there chilling. Cause like you know, we remember we each had like a day to go in there and like yeah, yeah. write our own songs. And uh, I went in there just cause like I lived ten minutes away and I'd go just say what up for two hours and hang out. And I remember I go in there and like they're already at it like the second I walk in the door. And um and man they're just going back and forth and like Daniel's Daniel wrote the bam ban it, Dan it, ban and b it bum ba, boom. boom. Yeah. And um and Matt was like, okay, cool. And he was like, next part. And he was like, write a course and Daniel had like the progression and stuff. And then like they just like yeah, somehow they like it. wasn't like an, it was like, you know how Daniel and Matt are like, it wasn't like an argument at all, but it was just like, they were just like <laughs> these two creative people, like pull, yeah. pulling Battling.
0: pulling teeth and yeah, like pulling the teeth. Way. Totally. Yeah. Because uh, they did Trapped and Oxy. Uh, like da- yeah. Oxy was Daniel's idea, which yeah. oddly enough, Daniel, if you're listening to this, I, I like the song still better now, but Daniel had it, it was different. And we,
1: I remember completely
0: it was different. rearranged, yeah. trimmed his song and he's never liked it the same ever since. I know. He's yeah, always been like it you was know, better it, before. I think see, <laughs> I
1: think Daniel loves the song deep down. You know what I mean? Just cuz like now but I think he like it was this was like this was what broke us out of the shell and this is what Matt was so good at you know what i mean like slapping us all in the head with sticks and being like no your demo doesn't sound better than this like no like get yeah. your demos like your demos a demo like you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. stop like um because like that that was one of the things that i really took away from that album was like okay like you know what i mean i can write this little part and like i don't have to be attached to this demo i don't have to mm-hmm. love this and like i don't have to put you know what i mean all this love and work into like this my recording on Logic, like, you know what I mean? Taking it to, you know what I mean? Like a serious studio, like Matt Good's studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one of the things that I think, like, totally, like, I, could, I walked away from, like, being like, man, like, we can write a song together in the studio off this mm-hmm. little idea, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. looking back, like, Daniel was a huge, yeah, Daniel was a huge uh, part yeah. of a couple songs, definitely. You
2: know it was really cool, too, to think about? That was uh, our first time that we each had, like, our own time to try to write music. Yeah. We yeah. all had, like, solo sessions with Matt. So, like, I think I had, like, one Lunch. day. Because well, Matt
0: was, like, too everyone many. has all these <laughs> ideas. Too many and cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, he was, like, there's too, he was like if you've got an idea, he was, like, fucking prove it. And he was, like, I'm going to give you each. It was, like, a day or two one days. Day. One day. Yeah, one day and he days. was, like, you come in, I'll literally track anything you want. Any idea you and have? We got he was three like, we'll songs
1: do out of that. We got more, three songs. more, we got more. A bunch of songs out of that. Actually. We got yeah. like six songs out yeah. of that. Doing it that way, yeah. Which it, which worked yeah. so cool because it wasn't. Yeah, we got a lot. Yeah, it, it everyone was Well, like, those
0: two trapped Oxy were Daniel's day.
1: I did dark matter on one day, and then the six of the. Um, Piece Peace of me. Piece of me. Yeah.
0: Piece of me.
2: Grunge. And Made This
0: Way. Made This Way. And then I did Branded. Yeah. That was
2: your first time ever writing a Word Alive song. Yeah. 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 So, and I had this idea for this
0: song and I wrote it and I literally told Matt, I was like, there's no way they're going to say yes to this. I I was like, it's different from the rest of the song so far. And I was like, but I feel like it's like, it could like fit there. I was just like. Worst case, I was like, can I just have this song to listen to for myself? Yeah. And then I remember, like, we were like listening, and no one really had like a reaction at first. And I, internally, I was like, fuck. I was like, oh, they don't like it. That's and, so to- and Tony was yeah. the first one who was just like, I love this song. And yeah, I was yeah. like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like a, are you
2: sure? Like, yeah I, yeah, I remember that. No, I think it was really cool because everyone kind of got to have their moment to like really focus on. Just you know the song and what their like their vision was for the time to- that that time, and then we all came back and collectively were like, all right now we can all work throw our it. character in yeah. it. Everyone can work on it and we can if everyone's vibing the song you know just at least the skeleton of it, we can make it our song.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think one of my favorite songs off that record, well two that we've never played live and I think are kind of like underground songs, like Peace of Me and Suffocating are two of my favorite ones. Like yeah. Peace of Me was the song that when I heard
3: the album... I've been so quiet, guys, because I, again, wasn't here during this song. Or, I mean, this album. But, um... So, I heard the record fresh, never hearing anything before. But I think Peace of Me was the first song that I was like, whoa. Hit like, shit. I <laughs> feel like... Because, yeah. well, you know, like Trapped had already been out and stuff like that, so... When I went to listen to the album that was the one where I was like, Whoa, like I feel this one, you know, and that I kept going back and repeating it over and
0: over and to over. To me again, you know? still to this day, I'm like, it doesn't sound like anything. I'm like, I can't pinpoint it's not like you could be like like trapped, you could be like, This is a throwback to like early two thousands, meets like modern and it's heavy and it blah blah. Peace of me doesn't sound to me like it's got any other vibe, band. Yeah. And Definitely. I think that's what one of the reasons I love that song so much. Um is that it is a very unique song that has some really cool like cinematic moments. Who's the and girl on it? Alicia Solombrino. She okay. was in a band that was on Epitaph, um, and I met her and her guitarist, um, and I took them out to lunch in L.A. Um, through our AR, and um, r uh, Chris Foytel, because we were looking for a female vocalist to complement the story of that song was uh it was meant to be like a guy and a girl like their different perspectives which was something new as well yeah. um and he had reached out and Brett from Epitaph was like uh this this girl Alicia is available and she would like love to do the song so before ever really knowing her or anything, we were like, you're going to be on our record. <laughs> and she recorded, and it. She, her band at the time was kind of like spunky, indie, like rock, um, almost like uh, not the yeah, yeah, yeahs, but like kind of more in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. She plays guitar. She's just a fucking badass. Um, and she literally nailed the song like it, she her voice with it sounds so good and so
2: yeah she it was cool though because i remember like it was a lot different though how we had it originally yeah and then we were like yeah. oh it's a little too busy and then scott stevens who mixed the album chopped, he her vocal. chopped it up and like just moved it around and yeah. i was like then we were like oh fuck yeah that sounds perfect it was yeah. like yeah it all ended yeah. up being
1: i love that song. suffocating isn't yeah. that's another song that uh we've we've actually daniel sings on it with me yeah, yeah. and oh, it's yeah. It, it yeah because my idea
0: was like to take like back, 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 yeah, back sunday yeah take back sunday and, course, and i was like yeah. i want to make the verses like something we would never done before where it's just back and forth it's like it's way da way da. and yeah, he does all the repeating lines in the whole song and um Daniel has a great voice, yeah. and we were just like honestly trying to find a way to like utilize it while not taking away from at the same time trying to establish my voice for ultimately the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was perfect. It's the first yeah. time since Empire that Tony sang on the record, too. And oh, yeah. Scream, you know, first time yeah? you screamed. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. On the re- record, and Dark Matter and Trapped and.
1: You have vocals in a, a couple, multiple songs. Oxy made Oxy, this way. Think, yeah, right? yeah.
0: Oxy. I don't think it made this no. way. Um. I don't know. There's couple several. Songs. There's, there's yeah. a few songs at least. I yeah. gotta look at the track listing real yeah. quick because honestly, I, I need a just a refresher on.
1: Dreamer is one of those songs still to this day that Dude, uh, I hear is such and a great, almost makes me tear up for it's sure. It's such a
3: great opening track to an album because it really, really like sets it up. Like Sets perfectly. the mood, yeah. Especially, I'm jumping ahead to the release, but um, you guys did the release mm. in the planetarium. S- planetarium, oh, at the Arizona that was Science so Center. Sick. I'm so happy you so, mentioned that. I so forgot. what what they did is um, they rented out the planetarium at the at the science center in Arizona, and what it is like. The seats go kind of like horizontal, and you look up, and it's an entire like projector screen it's that a, is domed,
1: a sphere, yeah, and it
3: looks like you're in space. So someone, the person that ran that place, programmed an entire like space travel planets, the constellations, nebulas, yeah. constel- constellations throughout the entire album. So the the debut of the album when they showed like whoever bought it was like a VIP thing, or yeah.
0: There um, was like
1: twenty people there, I think. 20. At the planetarium, uh, or how many? Yes. No, it was Quite free,
0: and there was a hundred something. Yeah, people. It was pretty there. packed, but it, yeah. was, it was awesome. Was pretty
1: packed.
3: So hearing okay, Dreamer, right. I forgot actually that was the first time I heard the album. Yeah. Was then because I because so, we you, had our friends, I so we invited I never our friends. Heard anything? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember really hearing anything about the I live with Tony, and um, but that like having Dreamer come on and then oh. being in the space environment, I was like. Whoa! <laughs>
2: that this was really special. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the coolest things ever done for a release.
0: 100%. Uh, Jenny Reader. I'll put a picture
3: uh, of the planetarium. Yeah, yeah. Please right do.
0: Yeah. Uh Jenny Reader, who used to work at Fearless, who worked on every record we have had. She left right after, or right before, technically we put mm-hmm. out Monomania. Um, she'd been with us since Empire, and she came up with this idea and made it happen. Like. It was so cool. I mean, to yeah.
2: one of the proudest, like one of our prouder moments too. Yeah. To, like, show and our it was in Arizona,
0: so you guys got to have your families yeah. and yeah. friends. Like, uh, it was cool to show them that. It, it was insane. Like, I wish that I could like experience that again. again I know because mm-hmm. it was so. Like when it was over, I was just like, "Do it again." Wait a minute, I I need to like. Digest just all. Yeah, yeah, because it yeah. was just like, this is happening. And when it's happening, I was just like, sometimes I had to close my eyes, not because I was like necessarily dizzy, but I was like, this is s- like so special. And yeah. I was trying to just like Save soak it on. in. Yeah. I, was yeah, I, was, really I remember I
1: was too. Yeah. It was like emotional. Yeah. Dude, it was like dude, a, I it got was. emotional. It was super emotional. Well, awesome. I, che- I cheered up. I, teared up a, I cried a couple times yeah. for sure. Like when Dreamer came on, and yeah. I was like, Oh. This is wow. different. Like this is yeah. some this is something that like not bands like you know what I mean like don't like.
2: Wasn't a typical thing you'd yeah, see. Yeah, like this yeah. is
1: special. And like I knew it was special and like I knew that there wasn't good, like there might not be another time that we could like you know what I mean have like a planetarium to like It was yeah, so like,
2: fun. Yeah, super yeah, I'm cool. I'm happy you're, you you remembered that. Yeah, that man. was great, totally that, that was a great. That. I can't believe my, I forgot my that. My biggest
3: memory of the album is yeah. is that part because that's weird because I lived with you, but I don't remember hearing like anything about what was going on. You know, I was we were, we were, dude, and we were fucking in it. Yeah, and yeah. I was, I was working, I was managing when we went home at we the were,
1: We would pass out.
3: Yeah. I would feel like, dude, like we I'd were go home fucking home late, yeah.
2: going insane and, yeah. though, Like we were literally that year. We were recording, writing music, touring like maniacs, Like crazy. We did Warp Tour that year. Yeah, uh, like it was constant. Yeah. Yeah. We were fucking grinding, dude. But it was... I think that's why, too. Uh, we a lot s- of people don't
0: know the Dark Matter tour. Um, we got completely f- fucked over. Last minute. Lot, oh, the yeah. The night before the tour went on sale, uh, Dance Gavin Dance oh, yeah. was our direct support. And they pulled off the tour, and it, like, ruined the tour. I... Yep. I love Tillian uh, and John, like, all the boys. Like, they're great dudes. They they had to do what was best for them at the moment. We it's, have to do that. It was a we hard time. time too. And but we'll never forget it. it. You. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was uh, so sucked. But it was just, like, it was the worst thing that could have happened to us at the time because it was, like, we had this massive headliner. It was, like, do, doing really well. And then it just kind of, like, killed the momentum mm-hmm. of the record, like, right away for... Yeah for as far as headlining goes and it it messed with our touring for a couple years because the promoters like because of the way the contracts were set up like several of them lost money and which has never been like what our band has been about Mm -hmm. but it was just like it was a weird time so like here we go from like making this amazing record we're all the most stoked we've ever been we have this amazing uh headlining tour us dance gavin dance fit for a king out came the wolves um
2: I love, Fit for a King. Shout out to them. Those dudes, yeah. are the best. To those guys. Great boy. They were
0: just starting to come up at that point. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, to everyone's credit, uh, oh, Volumes. Oh, yeah. Volume. Volumes is on that tour. Yeah. Um, so no, no, was, no, no, no. That was, was overdose. No. That was overdose. Right, right, right. We could talk about
1: it. Was that was it was, there was there someone else. There was someone else. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or
0: maybe there wasn't.
1: Maybe it was three bands. I think it no, was. No, it was a
0: small package. I remember because It was bands. only like three bands Yeah It was Out oh, Came the Wolves We were going to replace Dancing on Dance And um, We ended uh, up just putting locals on And right? and the, yeah, yeah Then we, we were like We can put on um, New Year's Day But they could only do like Half the tour Yeah Or we could just Keep it what it was And do Just local bands And try to like Be like Hey like Let's actually find some sick local bands mm-hmm. That we think would like Potentially do really well um, and some of them did really, really great. There's one yeah. in New York City that has opened for us a few times. They're so nice, and they sell a bunch of tickets. Great yeah. dudes. I can't remember the name. We've been really
2: lucky. I feel like with a lot of the the local bands, that have been you yeah. know shout out shows, to the local they've bands. They've been always yeah. hustling and grinding. Like, and I feel like they don't get a lot of respect but a lot of bands like wouldn't be able to keep touring if it wasn't for the local local, sell, local, yeah. selling local selling scenes tickets, you know right. well
0: because now with like algorithms and things like it, it's obviously funny and frustrating to us when people were like when are you gonna play minnesota and we're like we literally were just there last night <laughs> a lot of that is because of the way algorithms are like people find out their information via social media mm-hmm. and if you maybe miss someone's social media post or you didn't go on for a couple of days and whatnot you might never see it or yeah. no yeah and yeah. so like you have to be like sign up for our bands in town sign up for our mailing list all these things and i'm like a bunch of people aren't doing that and so people miss us all the time, but the local bands are like, hey, like the Word Alive's playing. They're like, oh, hell yeah, I'll buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, so the local bands do like the Lord's work when it comes to <laughs> counteracting the social media yeah. algorithms. So definitely shout out to all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the record as a whole was just, I think it did save our band. It's, it was our saving and, grace. Yeah. And I think it put us on a trajectory to like really know who we were. And to me, they are a part of the record, "Misery and Overdose." Totally. Um, yep. We did Warp Tour, and we were like, we want to write some more songs um, because the record was doing really well, and but we wanted to have something for the fall. At this point on Warp Tour, I think we all started like having the conversations. I think everyone pretty much knew I, Luke was leaving the band. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he didn't want to like tell everyone and. I think, did he tell you first, Tony?
2: He did. I think so.
1: He called you, and then I remember you called everyone, and like, he, or like, you called me, and like, so. he, he, had, he'd me on the uh-huh. he had already talked to you. He had already found right. if I would
3: take his spot if he yeah. left. One he day, didn't, I remember it was. He didn't was want in, to, like,
0: Leave us and like fuck yeah. us high and dry. Super he cool loves about us. The whole you know he loved it. and
2: He's like, I'll finish touring. I'll do whatever yeah. like I can to help you guys out until you know you guys. He find even offered
0: him. like in the future. He was like, if you ever need me for what for whether it's spot dates, tours, festival. He was like, if you if you don't have a drummer or you need help, mm-hmm. he was like, I'll always be foot. there. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't understand that you know when Daniel and Luke left the band, like nothing really changed in our friendships or relationships no. with them it was just they went on to do other things like daniel started another band and was like home working doing. on his studio yeah, like now he's live, producing
2: yeah, and yeah. like doing
0: live out sound top line sound. stuff yeah he's,
2: he, yeah he's killing it yeah um and he's luke Rossi top top has line, done a bunch yeah. of
0: he's just been the free agent drummer to uh to the world to the world <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean a bunch of cool projects and uh but Misery and Overdose were really fun because we were in the studio knowing that it was going to be the last time that Daniel and Luke were going to be on yeah. anything in The world alive. So it was a very unique situation because we were kind of just like, let's just have fun. And Luke literally was just like, for these songs, he was like, honestly, he was like, I'll literally play whatever you guys want. It was more like he was fully just like, Mm-hmm. tell me, like, if there's something you don't like or don't want. But he, he, like, he
2: changed mis- Misery so much. He that changed drum Misery beat, a lot. Yeah, That drum beat at literally just, changed the whole poof, fucking song. Poof,
1: coof, misery was like a... It was sick. Like a... How do you say? It, it was like... Was like?
2: F- floor on the, four on the floor? F- yeah,
1: four on the floor. Whatever. And, uh, and <laughs> there's things that Luke... Like, what Luke did on the drums, I think, 100% made Misery... Misery, you know what I mean. It's
0: it spiced that song. It spiced that song up. It it gave it some energy that it it didn't really have because, Mm -hmm. um, structure wise, the um, the way it's played, it's pretty simple, and we really wanted to push the programming and production like side of it. And the only way you do that without it ever feeling like really stale or flat is like the drums and bass Mm -hmm. have have to be like pumping, otherwise. Um, too much of it feels, like, just not interesting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, they killed it. I mean, Overdose, I love that song, too. So it's I really re- fun.
2: I remember Overdose, too, because, like, we were on Warp Tour, and, like, I don't know why, but, like, I had the idea, I, like, had the song written in my head. And I remember, like, I was pacing, like, when we were on Warpstar, I was pacing behind the bandwagon, like, and you can, I have a voice, <laughs> a voice memo <laughs> of me, like, just making the guitar part, so I went for gigs, I had this, like, the I band, I had that, like, in my mind, so I was like, don't forget this. I was just singing, you can hear the generator going like in the background. And I'm like, I don't, man, I'm like psychopath.
0: I think that's the first time with, that you ever did that. And I was like, I actually hear No, what I you're know you yeah. say, like, yeah, yeah. th- I think I, was I get like, it. This it time. sounds yeah. cool. And it I'm like, this is the first time. Cause when you're, someone's just like, dude, you're like <laughs> sick. Sick. <laughs> it, Psycho. It, it could be like not cool. And like if someone's I would say there's a few parts throughout like our thing where like if you would have mount, like the trap break down like boom yeah. yeah like if you would have done that I'd been like that sounds groovy actually. Dude, talking? I need like even... there are only a few things because yeah. like if it's a course like you're like that could literally be, be anything. anything yeah. And but I remember you like being stoked and playing and this yeah. thing be like it's like this and this and i'm like i get it you get like, it yeah. i was like i want I, I
2: gotta, gotta first, find yeah. i gotta find the demo like, i
1: remember your demo and i remember i heard this demo and i was like perfect this is a this is this is a great song and i remember I we were we, i think we were only gonna do because you did overdose first uh we I were
0: remember. we went in the studio to do one song we weren't gonna yeah. do and misery we, did two. Two, we weren't yeah. gonna do misery yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was to do overdose and we and got then, misery yeah. out of it. Yeah. So sick. Which is our biggest song we've ever had. Yeah. So Love it.
2: And I remember when we playing that for the first time live. Remember, we did. You played Misery Live with us oh, for yeah, the first time ever. And we like remember we thought like originally like like this song's so sick, but like I can't really see it be like a live song. And then we practice it. As a full band, song came and we were like, this really song well is so live, fucking yeah. sick live, we have to play it live. And when we played it live, we were like, dude, this is it's so much fun. It's the only
3: song that I never got to see Luke play, because every mm-hmm. other song, when I was his drum tech, I got yeah, to watch. Uh, so it was, it was the only song I ever had to figure mm-hmm. out like just by listening to, as opposed to watching him play. Yeah. And it was the very first song of the <clears> set. <throat> Yeah. <laughs> My first tour. Of course. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah. well, all right. I can't remember where it was. I think it was Belgium. That was... Uh, or, or Denmark.
1: It was... I, 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 remember remember. The, I remember the first show of that tour, and uh, I don't know where we were. It was asking. It we yeah, asking. asking and I tour. remember playing that song, and I was I was super excited to play that song live. There's a video of it um, on YouTube. You killed it. Yeah. You killed it. I think I thought Song Fox. Yeah. It, song
0: fucks. it the still song does. It's, it's great. Um, I love... It's just like I know everyone's gonna jump and sing along. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. Especially in Europe. Like Europe That was it, such a
3: sick tour, man. It was a smash. was a fun yeah. tour. It was. There was that bad. was a fucking was
0: hard ass tour. Ups, two months in Europe. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did Till Yeah, I loved it. Too. I loved I it. But going from the Asking Tour, which were like some of the best shows we'd ever had in Europe, best to the Response, Tour, which was not for us.
2: Just two different bands. Yeah. Yeah. Very we different different bands should have been on
0: tour with them. And. Our sound and oh. the w- the vibe that like if it would have been 2010, it would have been totally versus, fire.
1: Message, yeah, yeah. yeah it, what you know. a wild, yeah. What a wild. Just, we like, so
0: I I remember, know. yeah. The first half was like we just had so much fun and the shows were insane. And then the second half was like, well, I'm gonna get hammered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm gonna You're get like the hammered. The first night, all right, K- Franz. Kalen. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kellen, Kalen, Kaelin, Kalen
3: body slammed Dan. We shared a bus. the back lounge. Yeah. yeah. Through, uh, through a broke table. Broke the table. table. He body slammed Dan on the table in the back lounge. Jesus. And broke the table. Out of love. He, I remember very very he just kind of like,
0: yeah, we, no, we all love each other. Uh, he they picked on Daniel so much to the point where Daniel throughout the tour <laughs> like, would just get hammered drunk and l- just let him beat him up, basically. Big like, brother versus little brother. Yeah, was, he literally like, just lay there and he'd be like, he would like, just be like. Uh, you're going to fuck me? Like, fine. Uh, like, And he was literally like a ragdoll, and Caitlin would just throw him around. Like, <laughs> Caitlin <laughs> had this
1: big fucking dildo he always was running around with. What do you call it? Claude or something? Or I not. can't. It remember. had a name. Claude. Claude. Yeah, I think it was Claude. I don't know. Claude Hopper or something it was like that. And
0: he just gigantic. Slapped he slapped Daniel, in slapped the Daniel the head just-
3: with it. <laughs> he would stick it so on the top of the the bus, there was, like, uh, sunroofs or whatever. And, like, every morning I'd wake up and I'd roll out and Kalen would have it just suction cupped to the very top window and it would just be hanging down. and. It's a footlong, too. It's not. Jesus, dude. It's a a
1: cannon. It's so stupid. It's it's (laughs) odd. Yeah. A lethal cannon. Well, on
0: that note. uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. no. There's one more thing. Oh, okay. There's one more
3: story that I don't think got – uh, talked about and it was the beginning of grunge oh, yes. I think you this tell, needs to be mentioned. I think you should tell a story for the podcast of
2: of grunge
3: the motorcycle oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's
2: what oh yeah that's like kind of like what I was referencing as when I said it kind of had the same kind of vibe from deceiver in that aspect is that oh. we were like creative being creative and just doing wild shit and I remember the day that I had to write with Matt alone uh, you know we wrote grunge I think we were talking about it in the studio, and I was like, dude, I want to fucking have my motorcycle in, in the song. I was like, it would sound so sick. Matt was like, let's fucking do He's it. He's like, get <laughs> your fucking bike, and let's do it. I can picture do Matt it. doing it. Yeah, he was get like, yes. Yeah. just
3: spinning around in his chair.
0: He literally yeah, he, was like, let's yeah, do it. Let's
2: get do it, your yeah, bike go, in here let's and do let's do it. it. We do it. I'm like, all right. I lived. That's the time us yelling in the background. Like, yeah, like in the intro, we're all like, holy shit. I literally rolled in. He's got a fucking, like,. Mike just set up I just roll in we have a video Markazine has some video yeah. of it yeah, yeah yeah and uh just rolled in and he's just like just, wait oh, I, I have it, it on like, my phone." just rip it. it send that you gotta send that to yeah. Yeah. rev it up and I'm just like oh no and we're just cracking up until he's like going woo yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it made it on the fucking album it's an
3: actual real motorcycle yeah. owned by a band member yeah
2: it was so sick. That was a really cool
1: story. That was that was definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little things like that. Little that was like, like the that. lightning in a bottle. And you then when we, we went
2: to uh, what was his name? Why am I drawing a blank? Who recorded drums?
0: Oh my god! Oh, oh. I completely forgot about that. that so we was went beautiful. to the we went to Pulse Studios and recorded with the producer engineer of Thirty Seconds to Mars, um, That's right. and we recorded all the drums there.
2: And it was. God. fucking sick. And we reamped the guitars there, too. Reamped team. the guitars, oh, yeah. yeah right. Marshall and a Bogner. That's Ubershaw. right. That made a that made big, big difference. Yeah, because we album. couldn't record... Matt's studio just started getting the recording. He didn't have a drum set yeah. or even a-, a live room, really. Is that the video?
3: Those of you guys that are listening can't see this, but if you go to our... YouTube channel you can see this video You
2: can see the actual audio being
3: recorded Yeah
2: It's fucking amazing oh, That's right My big ass beard
3: Oh yeah that was beard oh, yeah. Tony
2: I'm laughing my ass off too <laughs> I can't even like to look at you guys on this cracking up So sick Wild We'll have to put that up sometime On that I, I'm gonna send yeah.
0: this Just so I don't forget yeah. Oh yeah but that was, yeah, we, we recorded, to go
2: back to the drums thing, we, Matt was just, you know, starting to get into studio, like, recording Matt professionally, good. Matt Good, and he had, like, an electric kit. So it, we were like, oh. well, we got to record real drums, but he was just doing that for demo stuff yeah. and reference stuff so he can just play drums on it mm-hmm. and then, you know, midi mid- it out. And he's like, we were talking to him, like, what should we do about drums? Like, well, we're going to dr- record it somewhere else, but we figured out, uh, what is his name? I can't remember his name.
0: It's going to drive me crazy.
2: Hold on. I can find out. While we're waiting, it was really fucking badass. Yes. It was sweet. The studio was so nice. There it was, was so cool. It, it was, was, in, uh, huge. was it in LA? It was
1: in... It, yeah, LA. Yeah, LA. LA yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... I remember being there. I had to leave. I went to some family... To my brother's wedding. This is five years ago, almost. Exactly, by the way. Yeah. Because I remember my, my brother's wedding was five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was in, like, September. Wow. I think. And, um... Yeah, we, that was. Uh, I remember being there, and Luke was just nailing these songs out, and it sounded so good. It was like such a. Pro, it was like a professional ass studio. Yeah, it was like. A, it was like I six. know we
2: dude, The thing is, we have a bunch of like footage. Like Marcus yeah. has it. We have a buddy who did like. Yeah. We did almost like a documentary of it, of the whole recording Man, process. It was supposed to be. It was we supposed did. to be. And yeah. we have a lot of like and footage we need to get from him. Even if it's not edited, just to see that shit, it'd be so fun yeah, to like I, think, I it thought it he gave it lane. to us. Maybe he did. You're right, actually. I and think I don't, we don't do. know who has it. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll find it. But one day we'll have to go yeah. through it all and yeah. Yeah. show we'll some cool shit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Personnel. Hmm. Yeah, that was um, a Dark Matter, though.
0: Ryan Williams.
1: Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams.
0: So I didn't realize how many people worked on this record as a whole. So, like, obviously, us and the band. Um, Scott, Steven. Chris Bayf- Bayford mixed it. Um, except for Face to Face. Okay, okay. Scott, okay. Scott, Scott did. Okay, that's right. Um, Ryan engineered. Brad Blackwood did the mastering. Um, Chris a Sam Kaufman did the creative direction design. Oh, so that was So he made cool. real, and he literally wrote us and was like, I want another shot at the artwork for your next record. Like he was like, I want to do mm-hmm. your album art. And he sent that and it was fucking, it's mesmerizing how clean the album art is. It's so good. But um, album Ryan album Williams part. did the drums uh, who worked on this is war and um, just massive records. Like we're probably the smallest band that Absolutely, he's probably. worked on, and he <laughs> oh, did it. oops sorry, he did it at a discount just because he was like, "I want to do this." Yeah, and he got us. Cool. No, he didn't just do it. He got us in at the sickest studio, studio. we would ever been in. Yeah.
2: Love that studio.
0: Yeah, that so crazy. Cool. We so I mean we just had really great times. I think f- from that totally video, totally different from
3: real. It's totally. Sad. It was yeah. the first totally. time
0: we had fun making a record since Deceiver. Yeah. And I think that was so important. It was so vital had it not been for us having a way better experience with each other, with the songs, with our producer, Matt Good, who then would go on to do the next record in the segment. We'll talk about Violent Noise. Um, I think it just set us up that even though we would go on to lose Luke and Daniel um, throughout that album cycle, I think we... like us three knew, like, okay, we can we have something, and we need to, like, see this out. Like, let's see where we can take this. We have lost some members before. We'll do it again. We'll make the best record we possibly can, and let's just fucking keep going. And I think that was the turning point where we decided, like, we can make it through anything um, because we felt like we already had, which we did not, and we... We will go into more of that uh, on the the next uh, episode. Uh, Thank you so much to Telefunken for providing the mics. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, follow our podcast, rate it five stars in the App Store, share the love, uh, let us know what you thought about this episode. Uh, Also, uh, if you didn't know, we have a Patreon. You can sign up patreon.com backslash the word alive. Uh, We currently have uh, we're about to do a live stream from from like a week from when this is uh, airing so I hope you guys enjoyed that because this will come out after that um, let us know what songs you want to hear off Dark Matter maybe for a future live yeah. stream in the in the comments so thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time see you later